0: You're listening to The 123 Show with me, Noreen Mayer, on this Thursday afternoon. Let's turn to our very first guest and topic of today. Now, in the next 15 minutes or so, we're hearing about Hong Kong Walls Street Art and Mural Festival right now happening in Sai Kung, And it's running between now all the way through to the 16th. And to tell us more, I'm really delighted to be joined on the program by Jason Dembski, the co-founder of Hong Kong Walls. Welcome to the program, Jason. Thank you so much for joining us.
1: Thank you for having
0: me. It's such a pleasure. I can. I'd really want to invite our listeners to be viewers today. Uh, hop onto Facebook, uh, Noreen Meir on RTHK Radio 3. You'll be able to see Jason. And also he's sitting in front of some really beautiful artwork that's currently being spray painted uh, right now. But before we talk about that, let's first of all, give us a background of Hong Kong Walls. Um, what is it?
1: Um, it's a non-profit arts organization which started in 2014 um, as a street art festival Uh, that was our first event and it is still our primary um, our primary event every year but uh the goal of h of is really to uh, give artists opportunities to create work uh, in the public realm Um, with a lot of focus on uh, street artists graffiti artists and muralists um trying to kind of grow that culture and support support those artists in particular
0: what inspired you to start hong kong walls you you and your (laughs) co-founders what was the inspiration Um, behind this (laughs) so um
1: i think one of the main things for me was that uh i'm a big street art and graffiti fan so i was photographing a lot of the street art and graffiti um in hong kong when i first moved here um and what I noticed is there wasn't a lot of opportunities for artists to paint legally uh, in public. Um, so a lot of artists were going out to abandoned buildings or kind of the, the concrete rivers out in new territories, kind of painting in places that were still not legal, but no one would notice, and they could spend a lot of time creating artworks. So you would go, in, you would go to these abandoned buildings and find these amazing artworks, but no one else got to see them. So um, for me, it was it was really important to kind of start to, to give those artists opportunities in the city where everyone can enjoy it and
0: can see it. Yeah, and Jason, that's such a great point because it's true, you know, all these beautiful art pieces are created in abandoned buildings, which, you know, is still not legal, but at, at least it's a it's a place <laughs> where people, you know, don't get identified. And the trouble with that is nobody else gets to see it. The public can't really get the opportunity to enjoy some of these really one-of-a-kind uh, pieces. Um do you notice a lot of street art um, in Hong Kong? Uh,
1: yeah, I mean, there's quite, quite a lot of it. Um, you know, on every every wall, <laughs> it's not regularly maintained, or uh, you find little stickers or tags or little face ups and street- pieces of street art. Um, but then you also now, uh, more, much more commonly, you're finding uh, much bigger murals, kind of like the one you see behind me, um, uh, artists are being commissioned by, you know, restaurants, or just given the opportunity to paint um, through us or other other uh, like-minded organizations or individuals.
0: Yeah, is there a bit of a rising trend? Because, uh, you know, back maybe fifteen, twenty years ago, you sort of get it in the back street, uh, you know, alley alleyways. Nowadays, you're sort of seeing it on, you know, main streets. Sometimes, are, are you seeing a, you know, more of a trend? People commissioning um, artwork.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think um, I think the uh, the general consensus or public opinion for for murals and street art has definitely become a lot more positive. Um, people are beginning to understand it as an art form and not just some scrawlings on the wall. <laughs> so yeah, I think it's yeah, it's come a long way.
0: Well, that's interesting. Let's talk about that point. You know, um, how you know has the public's perception of of street art changed? What was it like before? Was it sort of seen as perhaps vandalism or just a bit of graffiti? I mean, how has that perception sort of shifted? Um, yeah, I mean, I think,
1: I think there, there obviously still is the vandalism and graffiti aspects to all of it. Um, it all kind of grew out of that um, in the beginning. The charm but, of it um, all. <laughs> yeah, but um there's there's quite a wide spectrum you know from true graffiti all the way to you know large scale murals now and people have begun to understand that culture more um how it's grown over the years how, how it's changed um uh, and begin to appreciate different aspects some people are super into the graffiti some people are much more into kind of the refined more mural aspect of it um and then there's people all, everywhere in between but i think um just the general knowledge of it has grown quite a lot in the past 10 to 20 years. Um, and yeah. Think- yeah.
0: Talk us through what's yeah. happening behind you right now, Jason. And again, I'd love to invite our listeners uh, to join us on Facebook this afternoon. Noreen Mayer on RTHK Radio 3. There's an artist sort of spray <laughs> painting behind you. T- talk us through what, what he's doing.
1: Yeah. So we're, we're sitting in Saikong City, in Saikong Town Centre. Um, uh, the restaurant behind me is called Taka, T-A-K-K-A, uh, it's a Japanese restaurant, and the artist painting it actually is also named Taka, but spelled T-A-K-A, um, and he, he's also from Japan, uh, but he's been living in Hong Kong for a few years now, um, and so he's painting a piece, uh, which you can see a bit of on this side of me, which is uh, a fish, Um, And then there'll be, which is not completed yet, in the middle, a woman's face. And then uh, kind of uh, ocean theme and different things kind of involving uh, uh, the, the ocean and kind of Japanese culture, all kind of linked in one in this mural.
0: It's beautiful. I mean, I don't know if you know know this, but I'm I'm an actual fish fan. I, I have fish jewellery all, all all the time, so must be the universe aligning this. Amazing. I'm so glad you showed that to us. <laughs> and, and I see people sort of walking by behind you, looking at it, and then just sort of walking by. I mean, they don't sort of stop to ask you questions. Is that sort of the, the overall um, acceptance these days of street art? Um, or do I they sort of stop and ask you questions? People-
1: they do, yeah, absolutely, and they, they, they talk to the artists quite a lot. Um, uh, but I think most of the people, because it's a weekday, a lot of the people you're seeing walk by right now From have been rushing. walking by every day. So they, they've already they've already been speaking to Taco. They've, they've been seeing and painting for uh, five or six days already now. Um, so yeah, I think they're they're now they're kind of adjusted. They know what's happening, and they're, they're past the questions. But I think uh, come Friday, Saturday, and Sunday when. When people start to come back in from outside of Saigon, it'll be quite busy and there'll be a lot more people quite curious about the work.
0: Well, yeah, what what sorts of questions uh, do they ask you whenever they see the art pieces? Um,
1: a, a funny one, which is quite common, is do you have permission? <laughs> <laughs> um, um, uh, but they, they, they often, they often want to know what it's going to be, uh, why it's being painted, you know, uh, there's a lot of compliments. Um they, you know, sometimes they have more detailed technical questions about the spray paint or about the, you know, the bucket paint being used or different things. Uh, it's a wide range, just generally quite curious.
0: Cool. Um, and I learned that, you know, um, Hong Kong Walls has been putting these sorts of festivals all around Hong Kong. How do you select which location? This year it's in Sai Kung. In previous years, wh- where have you been?
1: Um. So the first year we started in Shanghuan because I was living there. It was very easy uh, to, to walk around and find the locations. Um, but then the second year, we expanded. We included Shanghuan and Central. And then uh, we also went to did a week in the Stanley Markets. And then the uh, the following year, 2016, we were in Shamsui Po. Then 2017 was Wang Chikang. Um, Then we went back to Central and Western District, um, and then in 2019, we were in Wan Chai, and now we're in Cyclone. And Cyclone's kind of always been on our our kind of to-do list. Um, We've always wanted to come here and have the festival here because it's it's such a beautiful place. But... um, it never quite, never quite kind of worked out, never synced up quite properly. Um, we always kind of go where the energy is kind of taking us, where the the, you know, the, the path of least resistance, where we have a lot of help and um, a lot of people in the community coming out and you know really enthusiastic. And one of the biggest hurdles for Sai Kung has always been that there's not been a lot of hotels, um, and that uh, that's a problem for our international artists, kind of who who come over from overseas. Um, but this year we don't have any international artists because uh, we just wanted to focus on the local talent and the, the Hong Kong-based artists um, and not deal with any of the COVID flights and quarantines and things. <laughs> but um, good point. Uh, and so, you know, we've, we've, we looked at, we looked at Sai in 2016 and then again last year um, and just didn't quite make it. Um, but this year it's just all the energy was pointing us this direction um a lot of help from the in the community um some district counselors have been helpful uh, the, the cyclone district community center has been super helpful um and then just everyone has just generally been really supportive and and, and uh and helpful so it just you know we we, we had to do it this year
0: yeah, well, like I said, Jason, we are live this afternoon on Facebook. Uh, Noreen Mayer on RTHK Radio 3. Ah, I see a granny walking past behind you looking just now at the art. Um, <laughs> uh, so Carlos on the Facebook page says, I see that uh, artist behind you is covering the artwork that was already there at the weekend. Uh, as the organiser, do you have some sort of guidelines as regards to uh, such overlapping use of walls? <laughs>
1: um well, the, so what you saw on the weekend was actually the thing that was the artist's work. Um, that was a technique he used to kind of grid the wall. So he basically scribbled things all over the wall mm-hmm. as a as reference. And then he photoshops his sketch on top of that. So then he uses those scribbles as a way to know where certain things need to be painted. So he's basically just continuing his artwork on top of his uh, planning, planning sketch
0: wow uh, that's really remarkable i mean because the mural is huge i mean how big is that wall i want to say uh, eight feet i don't know i don't know maybe yeah no maybe, um no more than about,
1: that yeah it's about two and a half to three meters to the the top of the artwork at the moment um and it's probably mm-hmm. 12 meters wide Amazing. Um, but then there'll be a bit more extended to the to one side as well it's kind of out of frame
0: Amazing. I mean, Tucker, so the artist, about... he's on a ladder. So, I mean, it's quite a, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Quite a big piece. Um, so, what happens, I mean, do the artists sort of come up with the ideas themselves? How much is it sort of collaborated between the person who commissions it? What's the process? Can you sort of share that with us?
1: Um, for, the, for the festival, we, we do our best to make sure the artists have uh, as much creative freedom as possible. Um, so, we're we find the locations by talking with the owners and the landlords, or the shop, the shop owners and landlords of each location, um, and kind of negotiating permission for the artist to paint. Um, and then, uh, oftentimes, we will show those owners um, uh, a selection of artists that we think are appropriate, um, and then uh, kind of kind of work together to select the, the the artist that works best for each location, so that both the landlord is happy, the artist is happy and we're happy. Um, but when it comes to the content of the artwork, we really try to leave it up to the artists um, within certain boundaries, of course, you know, because it is in the public space. People, have, people walk by it every day from the community and they, they live with it. So um, the artist is sensitive to that.
0: Yeah. Um, Jason, what about, yeah, I mean, what happens to some of the artworks uh, from previous festivals and what happens to previous uh, um, art pieces that are on buildings uh, in other areas that you've done?
1: Um, Generally, we try to ask for a minimum of a year from the owner or the the landlord. We ask that it'll stay for a minimum of a year. Um,
0: I'm very sorry. I think we just lost uh, the connection. I think you're uh, back. Yes.
1: Yes. Yeah, can you hear me? Sorry, yes. I got a phone call. Um, uh, generally, we ask for a minimum of a year that the artwork will remain. Uh, but that oftentimes turns into three, sometimes five. Um, it really just depends on the, the, the landlord or the tenant. Um, uh, yeah. Some some neighborhoods are harder on the murals than others. Some have much, much higher turnover of tenants. So there's a higher chance of them being repainted or changed for one reason or another. Um, But yeah, they tend to last uh, at least a year.
0: That's great. Well, Carlos comes back uh, on the Facebook page and says, okay, he's the same artist. Thanks. So that's great. Thanks, Carlos. So, <laughs> no, um, so he's not painted over somebody else's um, art pieces. I mean, cause that must happen sometimes if you're in the urban areas and um, <laughs> real estate is expensive in Hong Kong. And, and sometimes there's not a lot of uh, walls to begin with. So um, before we get to your other initiative, remind our listeners, how can the public enjoy uh, the Kung Festival? Tell us uh, what the dates are and how can they find out more information?
1: um so you can go to our instagram for the most up-to-date in- information generally um our website is also good www.hkwalls.org um and uh, the festival runs until june 16. um on saturday and sunday we have public tours at 4 p.m uh, and 4:15 in cantonese um you can book those by following the link in our instagram profile that's just hkwalls um, and then we're having a closing event um, on Sunday uh, at Momentai, in uh, just near the waterfront. And that'll be from six to ten pm. Uh, free drinks um, and DJs, so come by; yeah. it'll be a lot of fun—a bit of and you art can also and culture.
0: Excellent. <laughs> yeah, now, yeah. Jason, I also know that uh, you have another event right now, also organized by uh, HK Walls, and it's called uh, Tools of the Trade um, at Soho House. What, what's that one, and how's it related?
1: Um, so, Tools of the Trade is our first kind of thematic exhibition. Uh, it also opened last weekend, and uh, it's all about kind of the tools of graffiti and street art, the tools that artists use to create their artwork. Um, it's kind of an extension of our fascination with, with the art forms. Um, uh, you know, we, we've noticed over the years that people really enjoy watching the artwork being created. It's um, very mesmerizing.
0: I mean, I'm focused <laughs> on you, but I'm also looking at Taka. <laughs> Oh, yeah,
1: well, he's he's much better looking. In
0: um, <laughs> I can't see him; his back but, uh, is. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: but uh, yeah, we really wanted to show. It, it was it was a way for us to kind of frame the history of graffiti and street art and the evolution of it, um, as well, kind of through through the tools that artists use. So it starts kind of with uh, 1980s, sorry, 1970s, 80s graffiti in New York. Um, we have 80 photographs from Martha Cooper, a famous photographer um, in the world of graffiti and street art um, but we also then juxtapose that with uh, some work from the king of kowloon um, who actually started painting the streets in hong kong uh, as long as 10 years before the graffiti movement started in america um, so uh, we have their tools and they're kind of the, the, the things they've the artists would appropriate uh, in order to to make their work because you know back in at the beginning of street art and graffiti artists didn't have tools manufactured specifically for them, they were using it from other art forms or from other professions um, and kind of adapting them to, to work better on the street. Um, and so it's really about showcasing that. And then it moves uh, it moves through into more technological tools and includes things like uh, an artist in Berlin who uses rock climbing equipment to belay down buildings. Wow. Um, and, and he paints while he's belaying down the building. Um, and then also some things using LEDs and laser projection, um, uh, and, and also graffiti drones, drones that paint the spray paint. Um, so it's kind of, it's meant to, to kind of show a, a wide range of, of what artists use and how they work. Great. Um, and and that, when is... that's open. Yeah, sorry. Uh, that's, that's open, um, in the ground floor of 33 Devoe Road West, which is uh, Soho house. Um, it's open to the public. We have our own entry, So um, uh, you can come uh, Monday to Wednesday, sorry, Wednesday, Wednesday to, to Sunday, Sunday. Uh,
0: 12, 12 to 8 p.m. Excellent. Well, uh, until June 6th. Excellent. Well, thank you so much. And there's so much that we can still cover, perhaps a, a topic for another time. <laughs> uh, lots to uh, Thank you so much for your sharing. I learned so much. And I'm sure the listeners did as well. Thank you so much for you and your team, putting on such wonderful art pieces uh, uh, around Hong Kong, because I, I think, again, this is a topic for another time. But you know, a lot of times when we think of art, it, there is that sort of elitism, you know, you, you go to an art gallery, and it's less accessible for the public. And it's really, really nice for, you know, regular children you know, walking to school or something to be able to enjoy that and just bringing art closer to the community. So uh, well done to you and your team. Thank you for such a great interview and I look forward to chatting with you and meeting uh, you in person for our listeners who want to know more about the festival in Saikung. It runs all the way to the 16th Um, and for more information you can go to uh, HK Wall's Instagram it's very up to date and of course their website is hkwalls.org and they've also got another exhibition uh, at So house uh, which is running at the moment all the way through to the 6th of june from wednesday to sunday 12 to 8 pm at soho house in shangwan many thanks once again for your time jason thank you
1: thank you Bye.